The Startup to Scale Up Game Plan is brought to you by Alpina Search, Europe's premier talent search firm, dedicated to helping technology startups and scale-ups recruit high-impact executives. Now over to your host, Gary Riemann. I'm delighted to welcome Pietro, Pietro Bieza, Managing Partner at Connect Ventures to today's show. Now, Pietro is a tech founder turned venture capitalist. He founded Connect Ventures, an early stage VC fund based out of London in 2011. And the fund has invested in companies like CityMapper, Typeform and SecretSales.com. So, uh, Pietro, a very warm welcome. Good morning. Buongiorno. Thanks, Gary, for having me this morning. Buongiorno, Pietro. So when we last spoke, uh, you mentioned Typeform, one of your current portfolio companies. You mentioned Typeform as a company you'd invested in, which is now beginning to scale globally. So how did you get involved with Typeform? Typeform is a a good example, uh, I think, of... uh, what we like in companies and what we look for when uh, we decide to invest in a founder's team and in a company. So just a, a bit of story about uh, how we get involved in Typhoon. So that was, I found out Typhoon organically in a way as a consumer of the product, which is something I, I, I really love in a way, and I'm positively biased. So I just received an, e- an email with a link from uh, a Poland uh, tech conference who wanted to invite me and connect uh, to their event. And then there was a small uh, survey at the end. And there was a, and I click on the survey and I have this like wow effect because what popped out in front of my eye was a, a completely different uh, user interface for, for a survey. It was not just a long page you scroll with all the questions and you f- to fill in. It was a kind of an animated one question at the time, a kind of experience. And, uh, and then was kind of an epiphany, even if the, that survey was not really exciting in terms of uh, content, but for sure was something I've never seen in my life. And so when I scrolled down, I saw Power by Typhoon, and I clicked it and ended up on a Discovering Typhoon website. And uh, my first reaction was like, and then I went through other examples of Typhoons that, that uh, published by, by the website. And clearly, I, I find out there was in front of something completely different. And much more exciting, and in a way that they made survey and form sexy. And then when I saw, well, that is another San Francisco company for sure. The look and feel, the touch of everything was really look like one of the best. Uh, looks like uh, was at, at the level of the best uh, San Francisco Silicon Valley kind of consumer top companies. And then at the end uh, is uh, of the website there was this nice uh, tag and love uh, made with love. In Barcelona, and because Connect invests only in European-based company, that was like, wow, this is great. And then, I, of course, I did a little research, and I saw that they 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 just raised some money. And uh, so when I when I reached out, they they told me to the founders by by email, they told me that they were just raised the money. They want to focus on develop the next stage of the company, but to stay in touch. And the investor uh, were two uh, that of, of the seed round uh, or the small pre-seed round they they raised. Uh, where at the time, this is 2013, back in time, where Christoph Jans and Piotr of RTI Ventures, they, Christoph Jans is a managing partner at Point Nine Capital, 
he's an amazing investor. He's a phenomenal board member. And he's also a friend. We were together by the time in the Infogram board. So I definitely hustle his to Christoph that anytime uh, the company would need uh, more money to let me know. And I did the same with the founders of Typhoon. And so after six months, there was an occasion and it just uh, my, me and my, my partners at Connect, Bill Erner, we, after half an hour, we received the email. We were on a, on a flight to Barcelona and uh, we had like a lovely dinner with uh, David and Robert, the two co-founders of Typhoon. And we explained what was our thesis uh, of design-led company was and how powerful we thought Typhoon was and it could, could become over time. And so they decided to let us lead their seed round in uh, spring 2014. By the time Typhoon was uh, 12 people, the dog, who is the, still there, is the mascot of, of the company, and probably $5,000 in MRR. An interesting beginning to your involvement with Typeform and, and the fact that you felt so passionate about their product as a user is an interesting perspective. What drove that decision that now was the time to set up a, a physical local presence in the States? There are two reasons. Uh, one is um, it has been always a, a kind of challenge around Typeform development. And is the fact that it, that Typhoon is based in Barcelona, which is not the first uh, hub where you would like to, to launch your uh, software as a service company to dominate the world. It could be counterintuitive at the first sight. And so we always have been thinking, okay, it's good to start Barcelona, is especially because the Typhoon uh, innovation is around design and is about a design-led company. So in, the, in, in this sense, Barcelona. And his ecosystem and then and the environment of uh, that that uh, nurture and favors uh, creativity and co- collaboration is very good, but probably is not the best place where you want to scale and you need like when it's come to hire 200, 300 engineers, and especially when it's come to find the best executive with experience in in software uh, sale. Well, instead, San Francisco has been historically the place to scale a SaaS company, San Francisco or United States in general. What the David and Robert have been exceptional in, in uh, improving the, that uh, all these challenges uh, were right, but were, uh, were easy to tackle over time. They found a way to get people coming from the Valley to Barcelona rather than take Barcelona and Typhoon to the Valley. And so they will be able to attract phenomenal talent with great experience in, uh, in SaaS company to move uh, their family to Barcelona to join the Typhoon uh, ventures and adventures. And uh, so now, though, they, and as it has been achieved during the last few years, but now probably is the moment with the new product coming out soon and the level of, uh, of investment that the company is capable to sustain to open an office in the United States with the goal of evangelize to the developers and second, to start building up uh, a local sales team for addressing the need of larger customers. I wouldn't say enterprise because Typhoon is not yet an enterprise level product, but there are sets of customers that might be well served with a direct approach. Obviously, there is a lot of talent in San Francisco and in Silicon Valley. There's also 
huge demand for that talent. Uh, you face a lot of competition, if not for your product, if not in your market, certainly in terms of the, the human resources sphere. And property prices are commonly regarded as the highest on the planet in and around San Francisco. So how did those challenges of securing talent in the face of uh, so much local competition and the cost of setting up in in around San Francisco, how did those challenges sit with, uh, with the leadership team and the investors? You have to go there when you are strong enough to compete locally with the best talents for the best talent. So we think that now Typhoon has reached a level of, as a company, as a brand, they've reached a level where they develop a product that people love, and they also build a company that people want to be associated with. And this is very special. This has to be credit to, to David and, and Robert. Also, having raised the Series B led by, by GA this summer, which was a $35 million round, they now also have uh, the financial resources to invest properly to set up uh, a, an office and attract people with the right package in the valley. So I would say it's a combination of uh, uh, being uh, attracting as a company, as a mission, as a purpose for the talent, but also have uh, the financial muscles to compete in terms of compensation in the valley. Exciting times for, for Typeform. Talk about the differences between B2B and B2C ventures. I know that you've invested in both types of startup. How do the scale-up challenges differ for B2B ventures versus uh, B2C startups? Gary, this is a $1 billion question, I think. (laughs) I think that my best answer here is that the challenges do not differ whether you are a B2B company or B2C company, I couldn't find a single most huge difference to, uh, to highlight in a way. My point of view is that uh, the main challenge is about setting the right culture, design, develop, and nurture, their, and, and, and improve over time the right culture to scale, and hiring uh, the best talent. These two elements are totally common, regardless which kind of business you are. And the reason why company might fail the they scale up again are very little to to do with the with the business uh, the business they purchase is B two B or consumer is they they tend more to to fail to design uh, uh, to design the scale phase in a proper way. So, what are those key success factors for designing the scale or designing the scale up in the proper way? I'm obsessed with culture because culture is the most scalable strategy that a company can execute when it's come to scale. And when I say culture is uh, the founder CEO has to have the right mindset and scaling is scaling up for a high growing startup means most of all, like increase the size of everything very fast. Probably in a, in a, in a pre-internet, pre-technology era, it would take 50 years from zero to 100 million for a company to go. And now it can happen in three, four years. And so founders, CEO, most of the time are first-time founder, and they need to keep evolving their mindset and the challenge they have to face in an incredible fast pace. And so what they need, really, really need to develop is a perpetual learnability and ability to learn how to lead this company. 
the best founders execute the, the scale up uh, phase is the one they aggressively uh, develop a help seeking mindset. And so they are able to get themselves, uh, to put them uh, around themselves, the best people for the company, ex top executives, advisor, board members, investors, stakeholders. And this is, is, is really made the difference. And I think then to distribute and to install this continual improvement minus alongside the organization is the other big uh, success uh, factor of success to me. The culture is crucial, the help-seeking mindset and the perpetual learnability, your, your newly um, copyrighted phrase, which, yeah. I, which I certainly love. All of those are key. And that revolves around the leadership team when it comes to hiring the next level down, how do they ensure that they are bringing in the right people for the culture as the business evolves, as the business scales? We all discuss these uh, during the board meetings in internally with my partners as a as a lesson learned in a one to one with the, with our founders. Is when is the right moment where you transit from hiring maximizing the criteria on uh, culture fit to expertise and experience. Because the first, uh, what we always recommend and what we saw as a best practice is uh, the first 10, 20 people must be higher on purpose fit and culture fit. Because it's, it's your first 10, 20 pirates that's alongside the founders will develop a DNA of the company. It's so in the beginning is also the first probably two years the company is, is not even a company. It's more like a product looking for a market fit and for a business model. And so what you really need is people that are very flexible, very versatile, kind of like T-shaped people. They're able to learn and change very quickly. And so what really means that uh, what really is important is they connect with the company's uh, vision and with, and with the founder's uh, culture. One is uh, when you go to the growth scale-up phase, you need to first move faster and cultural fit it must be a, not a, let's say a sufficient condition but it's just a necessary condition because you have to need to hire by for expertise because at some point the challenges of scale up requires people that are already done and they really understand what scaling at speed means and what hyper growth means and so this transition is the hardest to me we start hiring executive that been developed their career in other companies so they might have different dna a different background and in a way they enrich your existing organization but also our diversity so at the beginnings you don't hire by diversity you hire by contiguity on the culture and the, and, and the purpose going forward you hire adding diversity and uh, and complementarity and this is easy to say but it's hard to do this is a top level leadership Team people comes and start and maybe have spent ten years again. Getting back to for example, they have been hiring the uh, chief position with people coming from Box, from uh, Squarespace, from Atlassian, from PayPal, and um, they come and say, "Look, the way we're doing the things at Atlassian, well, X, Y, Z, right?" And so you have to start, and in the, and this is super positive because you want this incredible talent bring in this expertise. But in a way, you start shuffling different experience and different DNA and different point of view. 
moving away from challenges of the portfolio company or the portfolio companies, tell us about the next three years for you and your roadmap for uh, for Connect Ventures. We are not here just for the this fund or the next fund. We like to say we are building for the last job we'll ever have. So we and I tend to think more in terms of the next 10, 15 years, because basically to fulfill our mission and our goal takes time, takes years. Uh, we started investing in 2011 and we started in Typho in 2013. And so because our mission is to invest in iconic product companies that are able to transform the way the world moves and makes and thinks and works, to build this incredible legendary company take, takes, of course, a, a lot of time. And so the, my horizon is more 10, 15 years. And so I tend to think more in terms like how can be myself and be helpful for our founders, existing founders and ex-founders we will back uh, in the better way. How can serve our founders in the best way? So I think that it revolves for me probably around three things. The one is try to stay curious as much as possible. When you are ABC, is less about being wrong or right. It's more about keep uh, learning and from the mistakes you, you made. Like we know that most of the companies we invest, they're not gonna they, they're not gonna succeed. Uh, we will be extremely lucky and good if you have ever fun. We have two or three big winners, big companies that became category kings in their domain. And so what you really think we, we have to develop uh, as, a, as an investor, uh, as a board member, uh, is this ability to, to keep learning, stay curious, and develop a better way to view the world. The second thing is try to stay engaged. We, again, we have 10 years horizon per fund, probably 25, 30 years horizon as a firm founder, but we live the quotidianity. We, we live the day-by-day emotion and... Uh, and happenings with uh, with our founders, and so the, the, we have to develop the ability of stay engaged, engage with uh, your portfolio companies, stay engaged with the business that investors, stay engaged with all the stakeholders around you, your LPs, uh, your partners, and especially the founders we we have decided to back. And for sure, the, probably the third thing is keep having fun doing this because uh, I reckon is probably the best job in the world. It is incredible privilege to always work with uh, incredibly driven people I mean, incredibly clever and always on the edge of, of the innovation. So you have kind of fun seeking mindset as well. Otherwise, uh, you not really enjoy the journey. Well, your passion and enthusiasm is, uh, is intoxicating. So I'm sure that will resonate with, uh, with, all of the, uh, with all of the portfolio companies that you've been invested in. We've been talking a lot about scaling and the challenges of the portfolio companies scaling up but do you as a fund face challenges of your own so as as the number of portfolio companies grows as the fund grows do you need to change anything in terms of the culture or structure of the fund so that you can uh, somewhat scale up yourselves we work a lot now sita bill and myself we work a lot on um self-challenge ourselves. We always predict in company to innovate, to challenge everything, to even self-disrupt themselves and so and keep developing their product. And so we need to do the same ourselves. And yes, yeah, so definitely venture capital doesn't really scale in a way that uh, more company you invest, 
bigger became your portfolio and uh, just the board seat or helping founders one after one is the contrary of the network effect, right? It completely doesn't scale. 10 company investors is 10 board meeting. You add another 10, it became 20. But what scales instead is the network. If you build the network of founders and put them in connection and link it online, offline, and nurture this community of incredible talented people, they are facing pretty much the same challenge at different stages of evolution. This instead scales beautifully and generates a network effect. So the more investment we do, more founders and executives join the network and the network became more knowledgeable, larger and richer. For example, we, we have launched our Connect Ventures founder network recently. We felt that was the right moment six months ago when we have like 35 companies and uh, 60, 70 founders was the right time to kick off. And it's, it's been for us a phenomenal uh, exercise so far for us and for our founders. So it, in a way, it liberates us from uh, a lot of repetitive tasks and the founders get just the best by asking and finding the answers they need into the network. So the name Connect Ventures seems very pertinent for that uh, for that approach of uh, connecting the advisory network, connecting founders with one another. It's a philosophy that clearly runs through the whole the whole fund. So thinking about people that would love to receive funding and participate in that network, so entrepreneurs pitching to you, pitching to Connect Ventures for their first funding round. What advice would you give an entrepreneur about uh, pitching to Connect Ventures for funding? I can tell you, Gary, what I like to see when I mm, meet an entrepreneur. Uh, I think a, a good general advice, but for sure works in a subjective way for me. So first of all, I would recommend uh, to be yourself. So be natural, be authentic. Do not try to manicure too much your user interface, but also be prepared. So, of course, you want to see the founder that is looking for his uh, investor partner is uh, fully on his, uh, his market, his, uh, his business, his numbers, his data, but in a natural way, right, without overselling or underselling. The other advice I'm happy to share here is design and think what is your personal story and try to focus on why you as a founder or as a founder team are doing what you're doing. What is the hard problem that you want to solve? What is the purpose of your ventures? Because at Connect, we are a thesis-centric firm. We have a thesis. We think it's a good thing to have a thesis. It filters out a lot of opportunities and helps you to focus on the one that fits your thesis. In a way, it qualifies your lead and helps to build conviction and move fast when you see the right team highly fitting your investment thesis. And part of the thesis for us is find purpose-led founder really connected with a, a hard problem they want to solve at, at scale and determined obsessed to build a product and a company that people and consumer love. And so for us, understanding the bond, which is what, is, what we call also sometimes founder market fit, what is the bond between yourself, your story, and your passion and the solution you want to find out, to tackle a, a specific problem in the market. And typically, the best, uh, most exciting stories that I've heard is when you have a, a unique story that you and only you have, and you have a unique insight or secret 
for a specific problem in a specific domain, and you are the perfect fit to resolve that. And get back to Typhoon, for example, David and Robert are exceptional designer, really obsessed to design human experience around them. They always tend to create a, a human bond be- between how people communicate each other, how people communicate with machine. And so for them, uh, the way user feeling form were not human, were just like not very conversational. And so they decided to build form that were conversational at core. And this level of uh, design for not user experience, but for a human experience has been the common denominator of all the type of history. And it can go on and on on example. So for me, it's really important that you are authentic when, when you meet us and uh, you have a clear, a clear sense of what is your story. And finally, please demo the product. If you don't have the product demo, a prototype demo, like sketch me something with a pen on the paper. Uh, because at the end, we think the product is the expression of your vision and of your, and, and of your talent. And so for us, using the product and talk about product it is worth more than going through 100 pages of deck. How do you counter the idea that we often hear these days that venture capitalists are actually too risk-averse, tendency to follow the herd, tendency to co-invest with the same partner funds time and time again. How do you counter that particular, shall we say, accusation? I don't think that good VCs uh, are risk adverse. I haven't really uh, experienced this kind of attitude. Good VC knows that uh, fund returns are extremely, they follow a power power low distribution. So 1% of the company will generate 99% of the profit. And good VCs know that uh, this is true at fund level, at asset class level, but also at industry level. The best, uh, the category king for every each category probably holds uh, 90% of the market share and 95% of the profit. And so being risk adverse in BC is, is, is basically is the only things you not have to do it. You have to really invest uh, when you see in every company where you see the potential to return two or three times the entire fund. So you really have to go after a potential uh, category dominant and category creator proposition. The kind of company we tend to fund, and so the kind of investor that then these companies tend to seek and we and to work with alongside the journey belong to this category. So we don't invest uh, and we adopt, we're not part in, of the VC part of the world, which is fully respectable, but uh, which is maybe seeking lower risk opportunity with two or three times return. This is a different... Uh, is a different way to interpret a venture and, and it's not the, the one we, we, we do. I'm not really exposed to this kind of, of dynamics. Well, instead, tending to work with the same uh, partner VC, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. If you are able of, and, and capable and lucky to, to build a, a network of uh, downstream and upstream uh, investors that you respect and uh, you work well with and you move fast in making decisions together, I think it's an asset that a good VC has to develop over time. And that's what we try to do in here at Conadventure. That doesn't mean that you have to be open to work with others and develop uh, and always expand and curate your network, but it's probably what, what makes, uh, it's one of the competitive advantage that a, a venture capital firm and its brand builds over time. Well, that's been uh, fabulous. Thank you so much for uh, 
joining me today, Pietro, sharing all those valuable insights for technology entrepreneurs and investors. And uh, I'd like to wish you and, and the whole team at Connect Ventures uh, many, many years, many decades of success as you as you go through two or three uh, additional iterations of your fund. Thanks, Gary. It's been a great pleasure. And thanks for the wishes. And uh, grazie and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. This episode of the Startup to Scale Up Game Plan was brought to you by Alpina Search. Head over to www.alpinasearch.com for advice on scaling your technology startup and recruiting high-impact senior talent. <laughs>